leader Moon Jae-in. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with uh, Paul Zimmerman and me, Jim Gould. And our topic uh, this morning, until 9.30, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, the current social distancing measures uh, uh, with uh, hair salons reopening today, but uh, other facilities like gyms and various other venues having to stay closed and compulsory mask wearing outdoors uh, remaining in place. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Tricia Yap who's the founder of Limitless Health and co-founder of uh, Save Hong Kong Fitness, and also Dan Van Hoy, uh, assistant organiser with the Hong Kong Hiking Meetup Group. Um, good morning to you both. Maybe if I could just uh, introduce uh, this discussion with a, uh, an email from listener Anita. It says, uh, could someone explain why hair salons are being allowed to open but outdoor sports facilities like tennis courts and golf courses are to stay closed? The client and stylists are at very close proximity, i.e. no social distancing, while most outdoor sports can be played with proper social distancing. Let's watch the numbers at hair salons now rise. Um, that's from Anita. Um, uh, uh, Tricia Yap, uh, first, uh, good morning to you. Good morning. So what's your response to uh, Anita's point there that uh, you know, um, why, why are we allowing hair salons to reopen while you know, fitness centres have to remain closed? Um, I'd love to get the answer to that, to be honest. Uh, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, we're, well, from what I understand, the, the government had said that there was an actual need for hair salons as opposed to... Um, other services and uh, I would say that you know uh, well with our industries and, and Daniel will probably agree with me on this chat is that um, exercise sports that's all been linked to you know better long-term health increased longevity um, in better immune system lowered stress I mean we're seeing so an increase in suicide rates an increase in alcoholism um, people are leaving they're fleeing the city because they're they, they, there's, there's no release. Um, so uh, I would argue um, to say that with exercise, with sport, there is an actual need. I mean, if you look at schools being closed right now and the um, school calendar having been changed, uh, we've got lots of young children. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old myself who effectively has nothing to do. Hmm. Patricia, just, uh, let's take the other side of it. I mean, go to a hair salon, there is... Uh there is no sweating, no saliva, there is no changing rooms. I mean, my social distancing and the exchange of bodily fluids is, is absolute minimum, where in the sports facilities there is a higher risk. I mean, that's, what, uh, that's the concern, isn't it? Well, we're wearing masks indoors. Um, there has been social distancing within um, the gyms. Uh, you know, with our industry, we've created something called Safe Fit. There's been many gyms that have been part of this. There's everything from petitioning, partitions. Um, we've got, you know, we, we were asked to put in air filters. We've done that. Um, all our staff, uh, I believe, for, for the guys who are in Safe Fit, we've all committed to... Um, you know, uh, getting vaccinated. Um, there, there are precautions like um, constant uh, um, hand cleaning, sanitizers, cleansing of equipment, deep cleans. We're, we're doing all we can um, 
to, you know, to, in in order to uh, ensure that the environment is safe. Okay, so have government um, uh, accepted not, your protocols? I mean, there's also the fact that there are different types of um, ways in which you can exercise. Um, for for example, there, you know, with personal training, if I'm mm. exchanging bodily fluids with my client, that's sexual harassment. I, 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 I didn't want to go that uh, that direction, but um, so but, but your protocols for safety and and minimising this exchange of sweat and saliva and all those risks that basically is associated with sports facilities that we've seen in the early part of the ep- epidemic. I mean, has has your protocol, your safe protocol, been adopted by government? Are they recognising it? Is it something that they are willing to accept as a standard and then? On the, that basis, allow opening of facilities if they if they commit um, to We would love it. for that to be. I mean, this is an initiative that um, the fitness industry has come together um, in order to create, um, and that's been in place since uh, uh, I think it was July 2020 from the first lockdown. Um, and we have had uh, the Safe Fit Committee um, has had many conversations around um, air exchange. Uh, sanitizing um, protocols and these are all I mean these are conversations that we've had with um, uh, with LegCo so you know I, I would I would say that um, that is indeed something that we're trying to uh, we're trying to do uh, whether the government recognizes it I mean we would love for that to happen mm. um, and we would love that conversation around um, having even that communication or that roadmap um, to, towards opening up. Uh, and right now, um, I, at the moment, we're, we're not getting that communication. That's an important okay. issue. Okay, well, also with us is uh, Dan Van Hoy, uh, assistant organiser with the uh, Hong Kong Hiking Meetup uh, Group. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, um, so, yeah, w- wanted to ask you about um, this requirement to wear face coverings uh, in all outdoor activities, uh, including hiking. I mean, w- what difference has that made to your activities? Well, it's been a big challenge, Jim. And uh, I think Paul is a avid outdoor person and in many respects doing many kinds of things. And uh, those of us who love the outdoors and love to go hiking or swimming, whatever, of course, this uh, creates lots of problems for us. And those who are of us who are trying to organize groups to go out, it has created a lot of trouble. Um, it's been solved in part by, for example, dividing a larger group into smaller teams. Uh, so when we were at four-person limit, then the teams would be four, and maybe there'd be a total of 20 or so. Uh, and so there'd be five teams of four and things like that, trying to stick with the spirit, uh, if not the letter of the rules. And now with two people, I mean, it's uh, pretty tough to organize a group. Although, to be honest, uh, those of us who've been out hiking and in the countryside during the last two years, uh, we've all noticed that uh, you often see many larger groups, 12, 15, 20 or more people. So people seem to want to go out and get the fresh air and sunshine they need anyway. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're supposed to be restricted to uh, two per group. Um, when you're well, out on... two isn't a group. Well, that, well, <laughs> two sorry, isn't a group, so two, it's a duet. All right. It's well, a no more, All right, no more, than two, no, no more than two people together. But, uh, I mean, when you're out on a hiking trail, often it's, it's single file anyway, isn't it? Especially on a busy hiking trail. So, I mean, how would you be able to tell how many people were uh, actually doing the activity together? 
Yeah, you can't. Often you can't. There's just no, there is no way to tell. Uh, although some groups, I'm not sure they're doing this anymore. It used to be like some senior citizens group. They pretty much all wear the same shirt or something, uh, but uh, pretty difficult now. So, I mean, uh, we, I think all of us can agree, all the decision makers, all the, uh, the uh, people who are concerned about this issue, that it's nearly zero chance, it's, if not zero, to get catch COVID out in the countryside. If I decide to go hiking by myself, unless there's some rabid hamsters somewhere in the country park, I'm not going to catch COVID. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, we've got to get people to be uh, to be able to go out in the, in the countryside. I mean, it's it's mental health and physical health that's important. I mean, uh, as Dennis, you said, uh, I'm, I'm on the in the mountains every day. Um, go for a hike and I think that is what needs to be done. It's also great to see Tricia's um, uh, bit of their health and fitness training all out in the outdoors. I see that the harbour front is extremely well used by lots of people doing their exercise which they would have normally done inside the gym including weight training and uh, and other physical exercise boxing exercise on the harbour front. I mean it's fantastic to see the people to be outdoors and, and use this fantastic space that we have to uh, to get through COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely, Paul. I mean, one of the joys uh, I discovered 21 years ago when I arrived in Hong Kong was that the amazing outdoors we have and the, so, the variety of things we can do here. I don't think there's any place else on Earth quite like Hong Kong in terms of the wonderful opportunities we have for outdoor activity. And I doubt there's a doctor in Hong Kong that would tell anybody Stay indoors for three weeks. Don't go out. I mean, we all need to get out, get some sunshine, sunshine, fresh air, and there's a variety of ways to do that, including hiking. Uh, Tricia, have you been able to move um, any of your operations outside? You, you, you ex- yes, so we're, we're, um, we're doing a combination of online classes as well as one-to-one training outdoors. Um, again, you know, we're as you know, we're restricted to um, groups of two, so for and you know i speak on behalf of all the other gym owners who are not personal training studios who run group fitness who run um things where you know that there is a small group or there is a larger group i mean um we see you know we're we're out in the parks as, as you know we're out all over all over hong kong outdoors we've got our equipment we've got you know all our stuff out there and um there you know there there is a way to do things where people are safely social distanced um, they're not sharing equipment, you know, things are being wiped down. So, um, you know, it, it, it has impacted a lot, a lot of gym owners who, and facility owners who run group classes. Um, and, and that's, you know, it, it's, it's easier to tell if we're, if you're in a group doing a, a, a group class as opposed to, say, do, on a hiking trail or whatever. Um, but, you know what I what I would love to see is a little bit of relaxation in the, in these types of social distancing rules, or at least have um, you know. Uh, I mean, again, I've seen some amazing creativity in my industry. I mean, there's people creating pods and um, you know different sort of stations in which people just work out the workouts there on a piece of paper and they do it and they go. So it's you know. It, it, we're, we're trying to do our best with it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Trisha, I was just going to comment. We, we're doing similar in our hiking group. And uh, by the way, these, uh, the things I'm saying are my opinion. I'm not representing Hong Kong Hiking Meetup. But uh, one of the things many of our leaders are doing is setting up self-guided hikes. 
Right. So they create all the structure, the, the, the route and everything, and people show up and they go, and there's no particular leader for that event. Very similar. And what would you recommend people to do? I mean, um, uh, I go hiking with lots of friends all the time, uh, and we have certain rules to make sure that we, uh, we don't bust the rules. So, um, so we pair up as we're hiking in a fluid way. I mean, uh, you know, you, you pair it with one and then you can change over, but you just be conscious of the fact that you don't walk uh, clustered up in, in, in more than two. Yeah. Well, it's also that application. So um, one of the things, again, uh, this is this is not something that I've personally experienced because we, we are a personal training business, so we haven't um, had the, uh, you know, we haven't had that run in with um, the authorities. But um, there have been reports in in my industry where um, groups are you know being pulled aside and fined if they are shown to change station, for example. So there's a, a wider rule where, okay, it, even if we're separated in a pod, if somebody were to go from station A to station B, and um, even by swapping, they're consider they're considering all those stations, A to B to C, etc., as one big group, mm. even if it's social distance. So again, it's that interpretation and application. And, and you know what? It all we're asking for is clarification and communication. Dan, Dan have you heard of uh, any uh, hiking groups being, uh, you know, having being fined for, you know, breaking the rules? Um, I haven't heard of any being fined, but I've heard of some uh, that were given warnings. Mm. So yes, that's a definite, uh, definite possibility. So, so where did that happen? I mean, that happened on the trails in the country parks. Yes, correct. So, okay, okay. so uh, that means there, there are law enforcement officers uh, out there checking? Or? I, I, as I understand it, I'm not 100% certain. Occasionally law enforcement, but mostly AFCD personnel. AFCD, okay. uh, yeah. How about um, advice on masks? I mean, people are outdoors, uh, sports, certain masks are not really uh, good for uh, being very active, but we have to wear them now. So are there any recommendations on good sporting masks? from both of you I, d I don't have any I, honestly I don't uh, Paul I just uh, I try to wear it when needed and uh, deal with it in different ways at other times uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with Daniel on this one and um, you know we I think there's uh, we try modify make sure that no one's going to have a um, you know a, a breathing a breath attack um, but again it it comes down to sort of utilizing some common sense sometimes hmm. good advice okay okay um I, I have an email here from a uh, listener ian i mean he's basically uh, putting into words uh, what uh, both of our guests are saying um but i think it reflects um the views of a great many of our listeners so so uh, i'll just read it quickly i might not be able to read it all because it's quite long but ian says uh, people need fresh air and exercise for their physical and mental health and well-being exercise relieves stress improves fitness brings happiness and reduces loneliness this is particularly important at times when people are under a lot of restrictions and stresses owing to the pandemic strong physically and mentally well people are both that better able to cope with any illnesses or anxieties if they arise and less likely to put a strain on public medical services now that restrictions are being fine-tuned by uh, reopening hair salons and so on please can all our outdoor facilities and parks be reopened for safe use in small groups 
for the sakes of everyone's physical and mental health. Um, well, that sounds like a campaign. How about um, uh, the different organizations get together and actually uh, campaign for this? I mean, the sign-up uh, kind of uh, go out to lobby government on this issue. Is this something Hong Kong Hiking Meetup and, um, and, and Tricia, your organization, will be, uh, will be happy to kind of lead and step forward on? Well, I'll mention it to the, uh, to the ex-co of our group and see what they have to say. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, we have petitioned in the past. Um, you know, we, we, we've done everything on change.org to, um, we have met, we have gone in front of, um, in front of LegCo to talk about, uh, you know, to actually, to, at the launch of SafeFit, we actually did it with, at a press, um, we had a press conference with um, LegCo representatives, etc. But, um, you know, it, it's it's just been very easy to say, okay, there is no, um, for, for whatever reason, Exco doesn't deem exercise, sport, outdoor activities as an actual need. Um, so I think the definition there does need to change or, um, you know, or somebody does need to um, help clarify that with Exco. And what about, did, did you say you've been lobbying uh, LegCo as well? Um, yeah, we. Well, I mean, we've constantly been lobbying um, through, you know, through the Safe Fit. Once again, it, it comes down to uh, priorities and opening. But um, you know, if there's anything coming out of this that we would like to see as an industry, and, and you know, maybe um, same for the guys who who are uh, doing all the outdoor activities, parks, sports, etc., is that we would really just like a roadmap. <laughs> Do you find, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, um, both of you. I mean, do you find that people, the, pe the people that you deal with uh, and talk to on a regular basis, uh, are, are they managing to keep up their morale? Um, uh, yes and no. I mean, some people are really struggling. Let's let's be honest here. Uh, yeah. I think mental health in Hong Kong has suffered dramatically in the last couple of years. Uh, fortunately, for those of us who've been able to exercise and get outside, I think it's helped us um, a lot. I'll just use myself an example, as an example. Um, uh, I've never, ever in my life suffered from anything close to depression. Uh, I have a background in psychology. I've worked in a psychiatric hospital. And I started seeing signs of depression coming on me. So I took some concrete action to turn that around. Uh, so if it's happening to me, who's a fairly strong person, who has who understands human behavior to some degree, uh, who has good relationships, uh, it's it's been tough. And part of the reason for me personally is I'm alone. My wife's in Singapore. I finally saw her after two years last December, and now I'm back here alone in Hong Kong. Now I've got wonderful friends in hiking meetup, friends at church, uh, friends in amateur radio. So that's helped me get through. But it's, it's been tough, and I, I, I think uh, we're going to see a, a fallout from this possible lack of more consideration for the mental health of the people and the physical, overall physical well-being of the people instead of uh, focusing, uh, focusing so much on the numbers related to COVID. Uh, Absolutely. I see um, both clients as well as fellow gym owners. Uh, you know, it, it, it has been hard. It's year three. There's only so much resilience um, you know, people can have. And again, and I echo Daniel, um, I'm not usually a negative person, um, but I have, in this particular lockdown, 
had to put in things in place where I'm going, okay, no, I need, I, I need to action um, better mental health somehow. And we're, you know, we're seeing this across um, whether it's whether it's employees, whether it's our clients, people are, whether it's other um, gym owners, people are burning out. Uh, we're in the fifth wave, of course. So, I mean, would you say this is worse than all the previous four? I don't know that it is. You know, it's kind of interesting, Jim, just as a quick aside. Uh, all the other, quote, waves we had were actually little trickles. I think we're in a tsunami now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, And I have several hats. Uh, one of them is a mom. So doing, you know, having a business, working full time, um, being a, a homeschool teacher to my child, that also has a top in the easiest thing and this is also why we're seeing a lot of people leave because end of the day children do need to be in school we're, we're parents we're not um, you know we're not um, teaching experts so and, the, and, and Hong Kong's outdoors is the, the best and cheapest and most convenient uh, relief available um, compared to any other city in the world we can be all outdoors in in a few minutes and and isolate ourselves or the social distance at least uh, from from others while outdoors so is is that not the best way forward for the city to kind of make better use of that if we're facing Ab these challenges absolutely paul absolutely in fact i think i said this earlier i'm not sure but uh, either way i i would encourage everybody in hong kong who can walk to get outside for at least one hour a day and walk in the sunshine or whatever the weather is bring your umbrella just get outside get some fresh air and walk for those of us that are able to walk further and try to keep our up our health through that type of activity or swimming or whatever it is i'm fortunate to live near a beach here in shalon uh behind beverly hills so i'm hoping to get out swimming again soon to do as absolutely as much as i can yeah. that's the best antidepressant the best antidepressant is uh, exercise, sunshine, and outdoors. Maybe have a step count target, a daily target, 10,000 steps or something like that? Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. It's very helpful for some. Uh, yeah, uh, Tricia, would you have any advice to just, uh, you know, ordinary people, maybe not regular fitness center goers, or, or, but just what they can do to keep themselves uh, in good shape physically and mentally? Um, it's it's just about movement. Pick your movement. You know whether that's hiking outdoors, whether that's um, taking a swim, um, whether that you know it is boxing. For, for me, you know personally, it's boxing. Whether that it's just even doing some yoga. Grab a mat. Get in your home outside. Um, as you know, as Daniel said, there's, there's all that available to you, and we are in a very unique city where that you know the weather's not harsh. We don't have um, minus five degree weather. Uh, and right now, it's just a beautiful time to get out and get moving. Um, you know, for 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 us, uh, we're seeing our clients. Um, we've, we're actually running something that's um, a movement-based, and we're partnering up with a mental health practice to run these fitness and um, mental health classes. And we, we do them every day, and it's just half an hour of someone's time, which is very, very doable. Um, and we're just encouraging people to, you know, to to move and and just get off from sitting on your butt. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Preach it. Okay.
Can I, I, I want to make another suggestion on that one. I mean, the best time to start is now. The weather is uh, is mild. Yeah. Uh, it's pleasant. Uh, but as the weather gets, it's getting hotter and it heats up and the humidity goes up, the best way to be ready for the summer is by being exercising now and then continue to exercise as the weather deteriorates in terms of temperature going up and humidity going up. And because once it, when you're used to it, uh, the summer is not going to be that harsh on you. I mean, it's going to be easy to maintain an outdoor fitness regime if you have gone up uh, uh, or you stayed with the weather moving. Okay, well said, Paul. And uh, on that note, uh, we'll have to bring the conversation to a close because uh, we're almost out of time. But thank you very much to uh, our guest this morning. Uh, thanks to Patricia Pat uh, Yap, uh, founder mm. of Limitless Health and co-founder of Save Hong Kong Fitness, and and uh, also to Dan Van Hoy, assistant organizer with the Hong Kong Hiking Meetup Group. Uh, thank you both very much. Just a few uh, emails from listeners before we close. Um, so uh, this from uh, Richard said, uh, it appears to me quietly listening at home to our experts. Uh, this is relating to uh, yesterday's programme. Sorry, at this point, I should say a lot of emails come in a bit late for me to read actually on the day. So this one's from yesterday. Uh, Richard was listening, uh, says uh, uh, quietly listening at home to our experts that no one else in the world has had a battle with COVID except us. Do our experts and officials ever look at what happened and went on in other parts of the world? over the last 12 months mm. and use the pros and cons of other countries' policies to move forward with our internal issues. It appears not. Um, and Simon says, uh, all, uh, all this chat is uh, interesting, but the big question is what will Hong Kong do once this wave subsides? Carrie Lam said uh, Omicron is generally a mild disease and not too many people will get uh, severe illness, yet we will try and go back to zero. As far as I can tell, nowhere has been able to get back to zero after an Omicron outbreak. If Hong Kong has to get back to zero in order to open with the mainland, then we are throwing our economy under the bus. Please ask your experts what they think of the benefits of getting back to zero versus... Mm, that will be the, very the, painful the for costs. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Saki writes, uh, this is on our Facebook page, uh, the zero COVID policy has failed. It's the biggest uh, resource wastage in Hong Kong history while people are dying because uh, ambulances are occupied and carrying asymptomatic or mild mm. symptom cases to hospitals. The fear-mongering communication style here has made people lose their rational thinking. We're fed up with these senseless travel restrictions, destroying our livelihoods in any democratic country. Such uh, poor leaders would have been voted out of office um, one more here from uh, 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 actually no not that one um, uh, so uh, a question actually from listener S says uh, how can senior citizens get the free RAT test kits from the government uh, some people are living alone and do not go out um, I'm not sure what the answer not is sure to either. that, uh, S, but uh, we'll try and uh, see who we've got on the programme tomorrow and we'll see... Good question, though. Can get, uh, yes, Where is, can I get my yeah. free RAT test? Uh, well, well, yeah, 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 quite. Um, As a senior? 
Uh, we're both seniors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks very much to uh, all of our listeners, and thanks to everybody who wrote in. And um, just before we go to the news summary, a uh, quick look at the weather. It's going to be uh, fine and dry. Uh, top temperature around 24 degrees. Moderate easterly winds. The outlook: sunny periods in the next couple of days. Warm during the day. Humid and foggy early next week. Great for hiking. Uh-huh. Currently, it's 20 degrees. Humidity 61 percent. The yellow fire danger warning is in effect. Get outdoors. Elderly are at high risk of life-threatening conditions from COVID-19. The virus can damage one's heart, lungs and brain. It may cause multiple organ failure that requires intubation in an ICU. After effects can hamper a recovery. Vaccines reduce risks of serious illness, hospitalization and death. Experts advise that any elderly person who has had a flu shot can safely receive COVID-19 vaccines. Get vaccinated early. The new summary with Andrew Shirovsky. Health Minister Sophia Chan says the daily COVID caseload remains at a high level, even though it hasn't been surging like it had been. With Queen Elizabeth Hospital now a designated facility for COVID, Professor Chan says the urgent matter now is to transfer non-COVID patients out to other hospitals. Three other hospitals, Rutenji, Haven of Hope and Fung Yu King, will also be treating COVID patients only. Alex Lam, who chairs the patients' rights group Hong Kong Patients' Voices, told RTHK's COVID update program it could be a logistical challenge to move the patients, especially those who rely on life support equipment, to other hospitals. And Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russia of committing a war crime by bombing a maternity and children's hospital in the besieged city of Mariupol. Mr. Zelensky made the comment in his latest address to the nation. I'll have more on these and other stories at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, great interpreter of Beethoven, as well. Oh, so shy, quiet, and retiring doggy counts, co founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday on Morning Brew. Great to be back with you. Well, at 10.10 today, Ocean Recovery Alliance's Doug Woodring will be with us again. He's become a San Fran correspondent, except today he's in Washington, D.C., where he's attending the 2022 Plastics Recycling Conference. 11.10, it's time for Seto Jin and Chung Lei to finally face the music in a Californian court. So, New York Times best-selling author Paul French reads the final episode of our serial this week, and of course the greatest movie never made, The Lady from Hong Kong. This is going to be on Facebook Live as well, if you want to go back later. After 12, later than normal, our vet Dr. David Gething will be with us. He's had to deal with a couple of pets in car accidents this week. Thankfully, nothing too bad. But that is his topic for the day. And there are a few things he feels that might be useful for us to know. And also, do ask him any questions you may have. Morningbrew at rthk.hk. I promise I'll keep looking. Or just easily stick something on our Facebook page.
once in a lifetime Baby, it's the right time I put on a red light Told you it was on no side You had a sundress Never felt an 